Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Come in to Believe in Jaguars. I'm Jordan DeLugo, joined by former Jaguars tight end Clay Harbor. Another week, another disappointing result for the black and teal. All is not lost, though. This season still has many twists and turns left in store for us. I'm sure with 12 weeks left to go. But Clay, how are we feeling today, man? You know, I'm, uh, I'm a little hurt because I was at the game. It was my first game of the season, first Jags game of the season. I wanted a win. I wanted a W, wanted some points. I thought it was going to happen. We got the Texans in here, and we lost. So I'm a little hurt today, but, you know, you, you got to take the ups and the downs. And I think that, like you said, the season's far from over. And you know what I got to say to get this show started? Hit him with get it. Get a big Duval. Yeah, you got to keep that energy, right? Win or lose. Team's got to keep the energy. Fans got to keep the energy. Me now, so uh, no worries. I get that all the time with Murray. She's sitting in my lap right now, being a nice little, uh, little dog. But hopefully, she'll keep that going. Um, <laughs> and hopefully, your dog will will uh, give us some peace here to talk about the Jags. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to put her in a cage if she doesn't. <laughs> Not a good Reminder. Follow Clay on Twitter at ClayHarbs82, myself at Jordan DeLugo. Make sure to subscribe and review if you enjoy the show on your podcast platform of choice. You can also check us out on the Jinjag YouTube page. All right. I think after losing two straight contests, I think it's only fair to start off talking about what's wrong right now. Yeah. Where does it start for you? Man, so obviously you got these two straight and... Philly, I kind of just thought was, you know, one-off thing because being tough, tough game. It's pouring rain. Trevor turns the ball over five times. You're playing against Eagles who are still undefeated in Philly. So in my mind, I say, okay, let's give these guys a break. They still kept it close after five turnovers. This is a legit team. They're going to come back next week against the Texans, right the ship. You know, the Texans haven't won a game this season. Zero wins until they play the Jaguars. Davis Mills, you know, they don't got much. They got Brandon Cooks as the only offensive weapon. Damian Pierce, obviously, is good, too. And really, they I mean, they just came out and and, and laid an egg. And that was, that was upsetting. It was hard to see, especially because it, it seems like there's been a regression in some people. So... <laughs> Trevor's young, but I think these last two games, I mean, it kind of, to me, falls squarely on Trevor's shoulders. And you're going to have that with a young quarterback. You're going to have some ups and you're going to have some downs. Five turnovers against the Eagles. Two big interceptions against against the, the Texans. That one in the red zone. Yeah. In the end zone. I mean, I'm watching that. I'm on my feet. He's about to score a touchdown. No, he didn't just throw that ball. That was even close. I think two or three guys might have picked that off. So for me, it comes down to 
you know, Trevor's got to be better. And obviously there's other holes in the roster, but the first one, the most glaring one is Trevor's got to be more consistent. He's got, he's got to stop turning the ball over, especially down in the red zone. Those are huge swings. Some of those are four. That's a 14 point swing. You're about to score and maybe even you run the ball in. I don't know what Doug's. I know he loves to throw the ball, throw the ball in for the score, but sometimes you got to just run that thing in. So for me, it starts Trevor Lawrence has to be better. Yeah. And um, I agree with that completely. The last two weeks, he hasn't been good enough for, for winning football. Um, and Philly, I, I do think what happened in Philly was a bit of an aberration. Like you said, I think it was a bit fluky. But what happened in Philly is not what happened yesterday. And it's not what happened in the loss to the commanders in week one. I do think Philly is kind of an isolated incident with how that game played out. Yeah. But I also think um, there was opportunities in each of the three losses to win. You should have gone up 21-0 in Philly. You should have dropped 35 on the commanders. You left, again, did not score in the red zone at nearly a high enough clip. Yeah. You left like 17 points on the board in the first half alone against the commanders. Um, And then same thing this week. You, you got to the red zone pretty frequently. Um, yep. You moved the ball well. 422 yards of offense. Big offensive day. And you just can't finish. You're 0 of 3 in the red zone. You're 0 of 3 on fourth down. Uh, I do think a lot of that goes back to Trevor Lawrence um, in these losses. Uh, but, you know, I will say this. I don't think Trevor is the only issue with scoring points here. Um, I think he is probably the biggest issue over the last two weeks. But looking at um, the the entirety of this offense, that play, the interception in the end zone, it's a flood concept. You have three receivers in a tight little area. But guess yeah. what? The Texans have four defenders. Yeah. You can't throw that football. And Trevor knew he couldn't throw that football. He said it after the game. So did Doug Peterson. You have the opportunity to certainly run the ball for at least a first down on that play, maybe a touchdown. And you can also just, it's second and one. If you don't want to run it, you're free to toss the ball out of the back of the end zone, throw it out of bounds. (laughs) That's Uh, what I was thinking. You cannot, there there was multiple options for a much better result on that play. I didn't see what he had said. He just was saying he was trying to make a play. Uh, He said he knows he couldn't throw it. He just doesn't know why he did it. Yeah, doesn't know why he did it. Um, but he did do it, unfortunately. And that's one of those things that he's going to have to improve upon. No question about it. Um, like I said, the team moves the ball with the best of them. Outside of Philly, you're looking at 380 yards of offense in week one. Yep. 331 yards of offense in week two, and you could have had more offense in that game, but you're up so much, you're not even really trying to put points on the board against the Colts. Yeah. Week three, 413 yards of offense. Week five, this week against the Texans, 422 yards of offense, 5.8 yards per play. Those numbers, again, outside of Philly, have them at six in the NFL in total offense, which, again, shows this team is moving the ball. Their failure, like we've said, is in the red zone, And I think another minor problem as well is a lack of explosive plays. I think a lot of the ball movement has just been a steady diet of first downs 
getting five yards, 10 yards, 15 yards, but you're not picking up these big chunks down the field. I think really good offenses kind of need those uh, to sustain and, and to um, to make things a little bit easier on you, right? If you can get 40 yards in one play versus getting 40 yards in eight plays, it makes it a lot easier for you. Yeah. Um, and for me, we talked about Trevor Lawrence has not been good enough the last two weeks. Well, yeah, I also believe you're lacking an alpha receiving talent and an alpha receiving talent in the NFL helps you all over the field, especially in the red zone, because yeah, not, not only is that a player, you know, you can target, but it's a player that the defense knows they have to worry about. Yep. Um, Again, Trevor can't make those mistakes in the red zone. And some of them have been mental. Some of them have been physical. Like he's had a couple misses, just missing the throw. He's also made bad decisions. Um, and then I, I think you mentioned this. I don't know why they can't pound the rock a little bit more, especially inside the 20. And I know that's Doug Peterson's philosophy, but I don't understand it. Yeah. In the last two games, I mean, who hasn't got going? James Robinson doesn't got going at all the last two mm -hmm. games. He had 10 rushes for 27 yards against, you know, against the Texans. He's got to, he's got to do better. And I know Doug, you know, he's like, okay, the run game isn't working with, with James Robinson, but I think sometimes you got to stick with that a little more and just keep the defense honest and a game like that. I know, or just go to ETN in the run game. ETN had 10 carries for 71 yards. Like, I mean, like we Only saw that two in the second half. Yeah. What happened? Yeah. I don't know. We saw your tweet. You love ETN. You said he's the best offensive weapon. So maybe yeah. they need to move him more, use him more on the ground in the air, some screens, some quick passes. And then we got Christian Kirk. Last two games, I know against Philly, he, had, he ended up with like six, but that was in the end of the game. That was he one do, drive at the end of the game. Yeah, yep. He didn't do anything the whole game, either game. This game, he had one catch for 11. We thought this guy was going to be one of the best receivers in the game. I was saying that... um. Uh, he was underpaid after that big contract in the next two weeks. I don't know. Maybe I jinxed him. But another thing, Christian Kirk is not getting going. When he goes, the offense goes too. You got to get him involved early. I don't care if it's a couple screen passes, a couple five-yard outs, stick routes. Get the it when, when you're a player and you get involved in the game early, for me, if I got a catch in the first quarter, I knew I was going to have a good game. It just snaps you in. Okay, I'm ready to go. Give me the ball. You want the ball. All the nerves, everything's gone. Just gets you in the flow of the game. It gets you in the zone. Christian Kirk, your big-time free agent, number one wide receiver. You paid this guy 70 mil. Like, come on. Get him get him involved early. You can't have one catch for 11 yards. Against Philly, he had one drive where he caught a couple passes, one catch all game besides that. Get Christian Kirk involved early. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Only had three targets in this game. I think Doug Peterson talked about this a little bit. I think they were trying to get him open deep, which yeah. isn't really usually going to be a winning strategy against cover two. Cover two kind of forces you, these cover two shells, to take what's there underneath. And guess what? Christian Kirk is good with the ball in his hands. Yeah. like You can get him the ball quickly. Jet action, I mean, screens, mesh, whatever you want to do to get the ball in his hands quickly. And they just didn't try to do it. Instead, I think they were trying to hit some seam shots, yeah. Um, which Trevor didn't even really attempt. But I did see a few routes of Christian Kirk's where he's trying to hit it deep over the seam uh, down the middle of the field. 
yeah, I think it was unacceptable to not try to get him the ball more. I think every single week you have to have a plan and a backup plan to get Christian Kirk, Travis Etienne, and even James Robinson the football. Those are your three best offensive weapons. Think yeah. bar none. And they didn't do that this week. Yeah, I agree. You got to have a plan to get those guys the ball. You got to get them going early too. It's a, when you get a guy going early, just the rest of the game flows. I'm telling you, get him involved early if you can. And then as far as the, you know, the offense goes, and we're not talking much about the defense. Defense only gave up 13 points. I think defense played pretty well. Obviously, had the bonehead play by Trayvon. Yeah, with the uh, offsides and then the unnecessary roughness. But overall, I mean. I think the defense played a winning game. And I think the same can be said in Philly. Five turnovers. Yeah, they gave up a good amount of points. But you have five turnovers on the field the whole game. It's hard. Yeah, I put more of those points in Philly on the offense than the defense. Because you're giving them, you're giving the Eagles the ball in these great scoring situations. You're allowing Absolutely. them to just keep running plays on offense. Um, yep. that was, that was on the offense. In, in my opinion, I agree with you. I think the Jaguars defense is playing really well. Uh, they're seventh in defensive DVOA. And I think that's pretty steady. They've been right up there, you know? Yeah. Damian Pierce had a big run late in the game. What did he do before that? And he only averaged 3.8 yards per carry. Yeah. That guy, that guy is a beast. Yeah. I had him as an early second round grade for a reason in the draft. Oh, he wow. has unbelievable power, unbelievable contact balance. He's quicker and faster than you think. And uh, he's just a load to bring down. And for the Jaguars to only give up 13 points in a whole game, there is no reason that for this Jacksonville Jaguars team that if they only allow 13 points, they should lose a football game. That's unbelievable to me. Absolutely. Especially when you have 426 yards of uh, total offense. That's a lot of offense. So, you know, unfortunately... I think there's a lot to improve on, you know, obviously moving forward, but man, this is disappointing. And it, yeah. it's most disappointing because the Texans, we haven't beat them in what, nine consecutive games? Yep. Like nine this is a team, if you want to win the division, if you want to be taken seriously, you got to beat the beat. Texans. Yeah. You, you got to beat the Texans. This team, and now, the, the now you have to do it in Houston. Yeah. Now you got to go to Houston and do it. You got to mm-hmm. show you can beat this team. You lost you, at home. Duval County alumni weekend. I was at the game with all the ex players. You got to get the W for us. You got to get the W. Yeah. Really unbelievable. And and this was one of the first games. I think there might have been another game where they had a handful of drops, but I had two drops for Zay Jones, two drops for ETN, a drop for Agnew, a drop for Arnold, a drop for Ingram. You can't have that many drops in a game. And and that kind of goes back to me to. Okay, if your quarterback is trou- is having some struggles reading this defense, which he is, he was having trouble reading the cover too. He wasn't comfortable. He wasn't taking the underneath stuff. He was trying to force it down the field. He's having trouble mentally. Your receivers are dropping some passes. Why do you not turn to the run? And you look at what has happened to the with the last two opponents the Jaguars have had. They turned to the run and they outlasted the Jaguars. Yeah. The Eagles and the, and the Texans both did it. The Bears beat the, the Texans without a quarter. Like they, I mean, that game, Justin Fields was just throwing picks. I think he completed like 10 passes. He's ran the football on them the whole game. Second half, got a couple of big turnovers, ran the football, won the football game. Chicago Bears. The drops, you got to cut out the drops. 
Zay Jones, I know he was off last week, but I mean, he had some big drops that drop early over the middle. He had another one. Um, Evan Ingram had a nice game. I liked him coming up. You, you know, you're showing this guy can be a playmaker, and this is why you brought him here. But catch the football. You know, you're getting paid a lot of money to catch a football. Catch a football. I hate drops. It, it throws, it gets in the quarterback's head. That's one thing that affects the quarterback. Okay, now he's saying, okay, if I throw this ball, this guy can actually catch it. You got to catch the football, even if it's not in the perfect position. Young, second-year quarterback, 23-year-old guy. Catch the ball. Catch the ball. We, we, we eliminate those drops. Maybe it's a different game. Obviously, Trevor's got to be better in some situations, but you guys got to got to help him out here too. Yeah. Catch the football. Yeah, again, I think the main catalyst for losing has been just the red zone play as a whole. From the receivers not doing well enough to Trevor Lawrence not doing well enough to not running the football uh, inside that twenty yard line, I think that's been the catalyst for for this this losing um, these three losses. How how does a team and also play late in the game on both sides of the ball has not been good enough when you're in these one score games, which the Jaguars are zero and three in these one score games. They don't look like they know how to finish. And they're a young team. They don't know how to finish. But how do you get a team to learn how to win and how to finish not only drives, but games? I mean, it comes down to Doug because, I mean, he's running the offense and he's obviously running the team. And I know the the system he has is a good system. They put a lot of emphasis on red zone. They have a whole day basically predicated to red zone on Friday. Red zone day. Friday practice, the Andy Reid at tree that, you know, you see, you see the, the success he's having in Kansas city, Travis Kelsey, four touchdown passes last night. I think he's the greatest tight end in the history of the NFL receiving wise. Gronk's the best blocking all around tight end. Travis is best, even better than Tony Gonzalez, in my opinion. I agree. But, Unbelievable yeah. football player. <clears throat> Unbelievable football player. But it just comes, the, the windows are smaller. Everything's tighter. If things happen faster, there's not as much space. The red zone's tough. You got to take the defense. You got to game plan some specific plays that work against their red zone coverages. And then you you just got to make plays and you got to make them quick. The red zone, everything happens faster because what they say, um, touchdown, check down mentality. If you don't have it, throw the ball away. Mm-hmm. Got to leave with points. We got to leave with points. I mean, if we don't, if we score, you know, a touchdown, that's a completely different game. They're in the red zone, the interception. You can't turn the ball over in the red zone. That's a huge thing that coaches go over. You can't turn the ball over. Touchdown, check down. Everything happens quicker. Windows are smaller. Everything's magnified down there. And you just got to execute. Young team, they got to get better there. They got to put more time in. I don't know if you got a game plan a little better in the red zone, but something's not working there. So I'm interested to see next week what happens. Yeah, absolutely. That'll be against a defense that they're familiar with in Indianapolis. Um, So, yeah, very frustrating. This is a young team that clearly their variance is extremely high from week to week in terms of who they can beat, who they can hang with, who they can lose to. We've seen them beat some of the best team, hang with some of the best teams so far in the NFL. We've seen them lose to the worst team in the NFL. So I really think it is all on on what's on those players really and obviously the coaching but it's all within their control 
Like they have the ability to go out and be one of the best offenses in football in a given week. And I don't think it's really about what the defenses are doing to them. I think it's about what they're doing themselves. Yeah. And that's the thing that's frustrating is because, you know, I bring up the bears a lot because I'm in Chicago. You know, I, I, I watch a lot of bears football. The, the frustrating thing about this Jaguars team as opposed to the bears, trust me, it's frustrating watching the bears too, but the Jaguars are shooting themselves in the foot. They have the plays, they have the yards, they're moving the ball. Then they get a penalty. Then they just drop a football. Then they just throw an interception. They have the team. They have the talent to do this. They're not a team like Chicago that just doesn't have the players right now. Doesn't have the offensive line. Doesn't have the receivers. Doesn't have the the talent. They do. They're just shooting themselves in the foot. That's why it's so frustrating for me with the Jags. They can be better, and I think they will improve. Moving forward, you got a tough game against the Colts. The Colts know what the Jags did to them last time. It's going to be a huge game. They're going to come back. They're on. They're on fire. They want to beat the Jags bad. So next week's a huge game. I know we're not done talking about this. This Texans game. We're so upset about it, but it hurts a little more because you know what the, the talent this team has, and they can be a good team. Watching yeah. them. So I agree. With yeah, you that's easily the frustrating part of it. Um, you know, there is a lot going well, though, right? This is a, a young football team. This is a franchise that has been in the dump, the dumpster, the basement for so long. And you see signs of progress. I think one of those big signs of progress just it is moving the ball well. They have the ability to march down the field every time they get the football. The offense is well designed. Um, every time that Trevor Lawrence drops back, there are answers. Whether he's finding those answers or not, that's on him. Um, But it's well-designed. It's a really well-designed passing offense. I love looking at that. I love watching that in between the 20s. It's not getting getting the job done in the red zone right now. And I think, like we said, part of that's talent, receiving talent. Part of that's Trevor. Part of that's not running the football. Just got to get it all cleaned up. But what's going well? Moving the ball is going well. And Travis Etienne, goodness, you mentioned him. I talked about him yesterday on Twitter. I said he's the Jaguars' best offensive I love this guy. He's so quick. Yeah, and the reason I say he's the Jaguars' best offensive weapon is because he is the most talented. Uh, I mean, I think Trevor is more talented overall. I think maybe Brandon Sheriff is more talented overall. But other than that, Travis Etienne is the most talented player on that offense. Uh, he seems to move when you're watching him. He looks like he's moving at a different speed than everyone else on the football field. He is. His and I know he he ran like a 4-4, which doesn't like blow you away. It's fast. Don't get me wrong. Like 4-4 is fast. But I think he runs faster on the football field than his 40 would even suggest. Yeah, this guy is um, he's special. I knew he would have a breakout game. And I think he had, he had one here. He had a hundred and... 111 yard, 112 yards, total offense, three catches, 43 yards, um, 71 yards rushing the ball. He's a guy that's just going to continue to get better. And he's just so explosive, so quick. It's like you said, it, it's true. It's like he's moving at a different pace. Like what was his agility drills in, in the in the combine? I'm going to look that up for us. But, yeah, man, he can catch. He can run. 
he's quick. He's got he's not scared either. Like he'll throw it in there. Some of these backs are scared to get he's gonna throw it in there. I love that about him. I like this guy a lot. And Doug's doing a good job of getting him the ball. That's something that that we both agree on. We think that he's gonna keep expanding, keep getting better, and keep becoming a bigger part of this offense. Now we just got to make sure everybody else comes along with them and, and the Jags can be a problem. Yeah. So our boy Travis, he decided not to participate in the agility drills. Oh, man. That's so, great. you know, maybe that's one of those things where um, you don't test it well, but you can see it on the field. Yeah, uh, you can the absolutely film. see the elusiveness. The game. You can see that. Yeah, absolutely. The elusiveness, the quickness, the overall speed. Uh, he's showing contact balance the last few weeks. He's showing some more power the last few weeks. Um, I just think when you look at him, this offense is missing explosive plays. He is that guy that is going to give you those explosive plays if you keep feeding him the football, if you keep getting him the ball in space. And Christian Kirk can do that too. And James Robinson can be a steadying force. Um, all I think those three players are your key players on offense. And now you have to get everyone else involved. You have to get Ingram involved, Zay Jones, Marvin Jones, who had a very good game for the Jaguars this week. Um, but those are your three focal points, in my opinion. And I think all three of them have played well this year when given the opportunities. Yeah, and you got guys that have shown they can do it. So you put it together. You got the receivers. You got the running back. You got the thunder and you got the lightning. That's the frustrating part about losing these games. You got way more weapons than these opposing teams. You got a better team. You got a better roster than the Texans. Better quarterback. Better everything. You got to yeah. start pulling out these these victories. Yeah, and I, 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 I know we're supposed to be talking about what's going well right now, but I keep going back to it. Like, has Doug Peterson been out coached the last two weeks? Not from a schematic standpoint, but from a game management standpoint. I mean, you could definitely make the argument he has. Sirianni had a heck of a game and and against the Eagles obviously I don't want I heard people saying that but you know Sirianni had some big fourth downs was taking the play out of Doug's playbook and all that stuff but Trevor had five turnovers I just go back to that those guys with fumbling the football they, they have a chance to go up 21 nothing yes and said you miss it you miss a wide open touchdown and then you fumble the football two plays later I can't say that but this game but the Eagles made the adjustment to running the ball the Jaguars didn't. They did. They they did make the added, that adjustment to running the football, and you're right there. And it was such a stark contrast between the press conferences because Doug Peterson, after the game, he said, I'm not going to try to let weather impact our game plan much. And Nick Sirianni said the exact opposite. He said, as soon as we saw that forecast, we knew what we had to do. Yeah, that's I true. Mean, he made the adjustments. Doug didn't. So, I mean – and I know it doesn't just come down to that. Trevor did not play well enough in either game. Yeah. But if and you see the plays were fumble. there to be made for Trevor. Yeah. The first the time he part. fumbles. And that and that is that is a credit to Doug because Doug is designing and calling these plays. Yeah. But if you know your quarterback's struggling, if you know your receivers are struggling, what do you he do? He gets a little too pass happy. And in second and one. Maybe we get the first down, run the football. You could run it in the end zone. Who knows? I disagree yeah. with some of the calls. And, yeah, Doug hasn't been on his game. He's a great play caller. He's a great play designer. But sometimes he gets too caught up, I think, in wanting to throw the ball and do things a certain way. I think everybody has their weaknesses. So we're going to have to take the good with the bad there, I think. 
Well, and the thing about it is, if they did execute, he would look like a freaking genius. Yeah. Because the yep. plays are there to be made yep. almost every time. So that's like a tough catch-22 like dichotomy right there. Like, yeah, the plays are there to be made, but if you don't have the players <laughs> that are going to make them, maybe you need to adjust. Yeah. For him, he's just saying, no, I believe they're going to end up making them. They're going to make the plays, and we're going to end up winning more than we lose. But the last two weeks, that has not been the case. Yeah, I hope he's right. Yeah, I hope he is too. Um, but yeah, talking about that defense, Mike Caldwell deserves a ton of credit. I think the defense has been really well coached. Um, I think overall, the defense again played really well in this game. And over the last four weeks, I think coverage has been a, a, a strength of this yeah. defense, of yeah. this football team. Um, they're not giving up a ton of yards through the air. And I think Tyson's playing pretty well. I think Shaq's playing pretty well. Darius Williams has really rebounded from a tough start to the season at the nickel. And I think Cisco and Rayshon Jenkins are getting the job done. Yeah, they they really stepped up. And I know I was uh, critical of Rayshon Jenkins. Uh, I think one of our past podcasts. Yeah, I I mean, we all have been at some point, right? He's not a perfect player. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've been critical of him. And I think that he's... uh, He's improved, though. I think that that he's he's shown that he's gotten better, and he's someone that you can rely on a little bit more. I mean, he, the last two games, they, they've done a, a good job, good enough job to win games. They've been put in some tough spots, and I mean, if you give up thirteen points, I mean, I, you should be able to win a football game. I think. So, yeah. no I think question. Defense, yeah, the defense is improving, and I love Devin Lloyd. Devin Lloyd, I think, just keeps flashing every week, and. Mm-hmm. I heard now he's the he's the favorite in the rookie of the year defensive rookie of the year voting, which is is crazy because he wasn't you know one of the the, the big names at the beginning of that draft. You know, obviously with Trayvon yeah. and Aiden Hutchinson, Aiden Hutchinson Thibodeau, Stingley, Sauce, mm-hmm. all these guys, and then you know Devin Devin Lloyd's a guy that's that's the favorite. So I mean that's it's a testament to uh to him bulky get bringing him in here, making that move to get him. So. Some good things there on the defense. We got some good young pieces. I still like Trayvon. I know he's not really uh, getting many sacks right now, but he's shown up in the run game. He's making some tackles. He's, you know, he's not a he's not a bust by any means. And no. when you look at his, that's another team that just wanted to run the ball. Yeah, they want to run the ball. They're not going to give Davis Mills a ton of dropbacks and a ton of five to seven step drops to try to throw the ball and beat you with Nico Collins and Brandon Cooks and Farrell Brown and uh oj howard so i mean you don't have many opportunities there they're gonna run the ball down the hill with damian pierce and the fact that he will play in the run game a lot of these big time dns they don't want to they don't want to play in the run game they want to rush the passer Mm -hmm. well i get paid for sacks i get paid this guy isn't he plays in the run game i'm excited about what what he's going to become as he continues to improve yeah now we're going to talk about the state of the team in here in a second i the overall state of the franchise, how they're, what direction they're moving. I did want to ask you, though, what do you think about the run defense right now? Because there's some people out there that I'm seeing that are they're pretty low on, on what's happening with the run defense. I'm curious your thoughts. I mean, it's tough to, to see all these yards they've given up. But, I mean, if you look today, like we said, Damian Pierce – he only averaged 3.8 yards a carry. He didn't even have 100 yards. This guy runs hard. He's a good runner. 
against the Eagles, that's tough. You're on the field. They got worn down. They just started running the ball on them all day. I think, obviously, you know, Fatakasi is, is a big part in, in the middle there. You, you probably need some big, a couple more defensive interior players that can really plug up those gaps. I like the linebackers. I think we got it there, and I think they'll improve. But I think, honestly, it's just the defensive interior. A lot of these guys aren't big enough outside of Fatakasi. So that makes it tough to really plug up the holes, keep the line, the, keep the uh, blockers off of the linebackers, and um, and give them an opportunity to make the plays. Yeah, I would agree with that a little bit. But overall, I'm not concerned with the run defense. Foley is not out long term. Yeah, um, he should be back soon. I think Corey Peters did fine. I I, I think against the Eagles, you faced. Uh, Probably the most dynamic rushing offense in football. Oh yeah, um, no first or second. Figure that out. You know, uh, that again to me is a one-off against Houston. Yeah, it didn't look great on the last drive uh, when Damian Pierce kind of went beast mode on the Jaguars. But again, you held them to thirteen points. You held them to three point seven yards per carry on thirty-one yard on on thirty-one carries. Excuse me. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I think the run defense is fine, and I think people that are kind of hitting the panic button on that uh, are missing the mark a little bit. The Jaguars averaged 5.2 yards a carry. The, the Texans, 3.7. The Texans had 116 rushing yards. The Jaguars had 136. I mean, we outrushed them. I think that, I mean, you, you showed the better. You had fewer rushes with more rushing yards. Yeah. End of the day, that's winning football. You had more passing yards. You had more rushing yards. Jaguars, 286 pass yards. The the Texans, 132. Only place we didn't beat these guys was on the scoreboard. And in the turnovers, Davis Mills didn't turn the football over. That's the difference. Yeah, Trevor had given the opportunity to. Yeah, so no turnovers. They played winning, winning football. We didn't beat them on the scoreboard, beat them in the stat book, didn't beat them on the scoreboard. Yeah. So looking at the state of this team moving forward, it's been five weeks. They're two and three. I think in the short term, obviously, as we've talked about, there's still some questions that have kind of popped back up. The red zone scoring, the finishing. Can you find some balance? Can, can Doug kind of take a look in the mirror and be like, all right, two of our best offensive players are in the backfield. We've got to get them the damn ball. Um, help out your young quarterback. And then – Again, this is just short-term stuff, like winning next week, winning in the upcoming weeks. Can you finish against him? You have to – and the only way to figure out how to finish, in my opinion, is to go out there and do it. You have to just keep – do it. Keep trying. Keep getting more experience. Keep having these opportunities to do it. There's no other way. There's no secret sauce to figure out how to finish a game. You just have to be mentally tough. You have to be confident, and you have to be well-prepared. Yeah. And so far it hasn't been enough. Yeah, they've I mean they've they've shown that they can play and that they're they're a, a quality team. But the, the obviously you want the record to show that. You got to for me you got to win. You got to own this AFC South. It's not a strong it's not a strong division this year. You got to own the AFC South. It's not a strong division. You beat the you, you beat the Colts. Then you come here and you lose to the Texans. The Texans. This team is not is not a good team. They don't have weapons. They're, they haven't won a game. You lose the Texans. But 
moving forward, I think they say the team, you know, all the things that we've said, I think are still true. I think Trevor has had a couple rough games here. I think he's going to get back on track. You're going inside or you're going, uh, no, yeah, they're back. They're going to Indianapolis. Yeah. Going to be in the dome. Going to have a good opportunity here to get back on track. I think Doug puts together a good, a, a good game plan. They come back and they beat the Colts and they get back to even. And, All right. And first we place, locking it in right now? Jags I'm locking it already. I don't need any time. I don't need to see what's going on this week. They're going right. to have this W. They're going to come away with the win. The Jaguars are going to improve. They're not the same. I know people are going to say, and here we go again. Typical Jaguars. This isn't the same Jaguars teams. Trust me. I but played yeah, on those Jaguars teams. I played if on you look this is deeper, different team. Yeah. yeah, if you look deeper at what's happening, this is not the same old Jaguars. And if that's your takeaway from what you've seen through the first five weeks, I just don't think you're paying attention or you're just seeing what you want to see. Yep. It's not the Honestly. same Jaguars, guys. This team, this is not the same old Jaguars are going to lose games. Get your hopes up early in the season. This is a different team. Why? You got a good coach, you got a good offensive coordinator. Trevor Lawrence is going to improve. You see the statistics there. You see the numbers. You got the yards. You just got to take care of the football in critical situations. This team will improve. The defense is playing well. The offense eliminates the turnovers. I still think this team wins the AFC South. Yeah, um, I do too. I'm less confident right now than I was because, again, they have shown the variance. They have shown that they don't know how to win close games. And they're going to have to win some close games at some point. They're not just going to be able to blow everyone out. If you can't win a close game, you're not going to make the playoffs. No. Um, So they're going to have to figure that out. Will they? I'm hopeful that they can but we haven't seen it yet. I think that they will because I think, like you said, I think they have the best head coach and quarterback combination in the division. And I think that they have the best defense in the division. And I think you combine those three things and to me, they're going to get the job done, but Trevor's going to have to make strides and play better than he did the last two weeks. And people are trying to bury this kid. Did they forget what happened in, in week two and week three? Yeah. Like when, when people, uh, he's still thrown eight touchdowns to four interceptions. Like he's still done a lot of really good things. It's just a couple bad weeks for a young football player. I don't understand these people who are out here burying the guy in year two, which it's year one in Doug Peterson's system. Um, when he's had plenty of ups this year, it's not like he's just been bad all year. Like, This guy has shown some tremendous moments. And even against Houston, he had some absolute dimes yet uh, on Sunday. He did, yeah. It's just crazy to me that people are trying to call this kid a bust. We're still in a good spot. Me and Jordan agree. This is not the same old Jaguars team. They're going to continue to get better. They're going to win a couple games coming up here. And this team is still a player. And we think that they still are a playoff team. So we're not giving up on these Jags just because these last two weeks, these two tough losses. I know they just lost to the Houston Texans. Still believe in this team, and I think Doug Peterson will come back with a good game plan. Trevor Lawrence will bounce back, have a big game. Jags win, moving forward, get the W. We get back on track. Jags to the playoffs, AFC South champions. <laughs> I love it, man. So I will say this. 
If they were not in the AFC South, I might have a really hard time believing that they could be a division champion. Yeah. I think it's due to the fact that they're in the AFC oh, South. Yeah, that a, we I'm not saying, yeah. It's definitely because they're in the AFC South. I agree with that. Yeah. So, uh, and you know, the Titans have won three straight. Colts have won two out of three. Um, so it's not what it doesn't look how it did just a couple weeks ago, but I know. Um, you still have everything right in front of you, every opportunity. Go take down the Colts, get yourself back on track. Um, and then you have the Giants who are all of a sudden four and one. <laughs> and the Broncos right after that. I think those are all winnable games, but you got to go do it against Indy to get this thing uh, going back in the right direction. Because if you drop three straight, it is incredibly difficult to crawl back from that. Oh, it's almost impossible. Yeah. So it's a must win of the highest order in week six for the Jaguars. As we mentioned, I think offensively, you just got to make sure early on you are featuring Christian Kirk, Travis Etienne, and James Robinson much more than you did last week. There's absolutely no reason for Christian Kirk to receive three targets against cover two. You no. Give him the ball quickly. That's crazy. Give him the ball in the middle of the field, man. I can't believe Kirk. I feel bad for Kirk man the guy wanted the one of the rock and I know what happens sometimes uh Marvin Jones got a lot more of the uh the looks last week and and obviously Evan Ingram but you got to get Christian Kirk big money guy one of the top receivers in the league so far this year up until yesterday he really fell behind but you got to find a way to give him the ball give him the ball early yeah I know I said I think it's reasonable to kind of question the game management of the last two weeks offensively but I will say this I know how Doug handles things, and you know how Doug handles things very well, better than I do. Yeah. But I've been around him now, um, you know, seeing how these things go. I know how he handles things publicly with the media, and I know how he handles things privately with that football team. And there are not many coaches on this planet that you would rather have trying to steer this ship and, and, and get through some adversity here yeah, with a young football team. He's seen it all. He's seen it all as a player. He's seen it all as a coach. Doug knows what he's doing. He's won a championship before. This guy knows how to get through some tough situations. So I still believe in Doug. I believe in him, and uh, I think he'll he'll figure this thing out. Yeah. So we're feeling, um, you know, disappointed, obviously, but still overall optimistic about the direction of this football team. Yeah. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, same. Disappointed, still optimistic, still think this division's winnable. We got some winnable games coming up here. Let's go. Yep, that'll do it for today. We got to hit them with a uh, with a quick. All right, Duval, tough loss. We're coming back. This isn't the same old Jags. Keep your head up, guys. We got this. Yep. Have a great one. Appreciate everyone for tuning in. Quick reminder, follow Clay on Twitter at ClayHarbs82, myself at Jordan DeLugo. Uh, Please subscribe and review if you enjoy the show. And again, you can check us out on your podcast platform of choice, Believe in Jaguars. You can also check us out on the Gin Jag YouTube channel. Um, So thank you so much for being here. Hope you have a great rest of your Tuesday and, you know, 12 more weeks to get it done here for the Jaguars. Got to take down Indy in week six, and we'll be back to talk about that later in the week. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. 
Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.